he hit me up on June 21st and he said, give me a few more days and I'll get something in front of you. Have a picture of him. Shout out back. Still waiting. <laughs> two months later. July, August. Yeah, it's only two months later. Um, yeah, that's a good joke uh, for those at home designers. If someone reaches out to you about a project and you kind of either forget about it or you kind of move on or you whatever for whatever reason don't hear from them in a while, hit them back like, Two years later. Yeah. Be like, hey, just following up on this project. Let me know if you have an update when you get a chance. <laughs> it's really funny. Go back to your, like your start emails and like Gmail and like go back like a couple years and pick up a conversation that kind of dropped off and just be like, yeah, just checking back in here. <laughs> it's really good. It's a good idea. Let, and let us know. Call, call in. Let us know. Only in that application is that acceptable. Yeah. Only only in the professional environment. Don't be trying that in your personal lives. Oh, pick up a conversation <laughs> yeah. with like an old uh, flame. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is purely work. This only works in like a professional working environment. I don't know. It might work too with an old flame, but yeah, it yeah. could. It could. But just yeah, pretend like nothing has like pretend like not a lot of time has gone by. <laughs> like two weeks have gone by when really a couple years have gone by. It's yeah. a great move. It's a great move. This, it's like a pre-COVID conversation. You know? <laughs> yeah, just pick it up again. Just be like, "This pandemic's hey. been wild, bro." Yeah, I mean, I've been busy for the last couple of years. <laughs> how are we looking here on the this? Time's uh, fine. Yeah, how's the how's this brief looking? Yeah, how's this project going? And and if nothing, it'll make it'll give you a chuckle. Yeah, someone yeah. else a chuckle. Gotta gotta do stuff for yourself. That's right. You gotta keep yourself entertained and and in the in the in this economy, Kevin. Yeah, make yourself laugh, or nobody will. Yeah, exactly. Two, one. Kevin. There's a little lackluster, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, full transparency, it's Monday at almost six o'clock here, um, and I'm I'm already beat down from this week. Yeah, we got the Mondays up in here. We fucking totally have the Mondays. We, uh, we Whole office tested positive for the Mondays. We used to record on Fridays, which was much better because the energy is always higher on Friday. Yeah. But now we've kind of... The, the, we'll explain it on the news schedule, moving so fast. That when we don't um, have the weekend to collect stories, mm -hmm. we're talking about things that are kind of too far in the past. Correct? Maybe. I don't. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. But the the trade off there is where we get the cutting edge stories that people want to talk about. Yeah. And the trade off is you get Monday energy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes like Tuesday is a little better. Sometimes. Yeah. No, Mondays suck. And I think I don't know. Like I've started to notice that in the studio that like, and even at home, like. Just Monday is just like one of those days you just got to go, get as much as you possibly can done, you know, go home, put on The Bachelor or some dumb show, <laughs> go to sleep and wake up and just like, don't, don't try to do too much on the Monday. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's the key to success. Don't, also don't overthink things on a Monday. Because mm -hmm. I find myself doing a lot of that, but like trying to figure stuff out and you're like, no, nah, man, this is the wrong time to be trying to fucking make this <laughs> shit. To, like to be thinking about something yeah, in, yeah. in great depth. Mm -hmm. Not on a Monday. No. You don't have a clear brain. No, you don't. You need to like, you know, it takes a little while to get jump started. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty tired. Your shirt says all gas, no brakes, though. So you got to bring it, Kev, today. Yeah, I mean, tank's low. Tank's low. But, you know, um, it's okay. You were at the uh, Giants-Bengals game last night. I was. Saying. It was fun. It was honestly fucking awesome to, you know, get back in the sack, watch some football. I stayed for the entire game, mostly. Getting there is a pain in the ass, though, right? Yeah, like, it wasn't that bad. I stopped in Midtown. I got a sandwich, and then... Mm. moseyed my way on over there on, on, i took the bus it, 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 honestly it was like a 20 minute ride over from like penn station no way. wasn't all that bad um, awesome. coming back was a little, little worse but you got a lot of people trying to leave the stadium at the same time no nah, i mean like it was pretty light because the you know preseason preseason <laughs> yeah it's probably what a quarter full half full if not. i mean they had a decent crowd maybe like half yeah i mean the giants are so shitty that like no one even is remotely excited about I mean, the, season. the real There's ones nothing. were out last night yeah, I'm not one of the real ones, I'll be honest. I've been watching my Mets, man, and we are still good. Confirmed, yeah. still good. Came back and won last night in the ninth. Yeah, like, you'll be fine. We're still good. We kind of had a little bit of a rocky week, but we're back. <laughs> um, it feels good. The Mets are good. Um, and he, you guys are such a tortured franchise, and I you know, yes. I sympathize with that. Of course. Um, but like, you start, you have success, and then you're like, oh, what the fuck is going to go wrong? Like, something's got to, you know, we're losing it. Like, we're sliding. Totally, like, yeah. This is, I've seen this one before. Like, yeah. You know. It, 
it the goes tendencies. both. Yeah, it goes both ways though, because like we win five games in a row, and mm-hmm. it's like no one is stopping us. We're the <laughs> yeah. World Series champions, and if we don't, it's a disaster. Yeah. And then what happens is, so we set our expectations too high. We get too mm-hmm. excited, and then when we lose two games in a row, we're like. <laughs> fucking burn it all down yeah this is a fucking disaster like firebook we're fucked like it's over the season's over pack it in because we're just so scared of yeah. of, of, of collapsing but uh so far Mets still holding on and looking good and playing yeah. well and so uh you know that's where my focus is going to be football season coming but i'm i'm still going to stay I'm I'm in baseball mode. I'm yeah. watching almost every base. Night. Oh yeah? yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. Which is a lot for me. That Mets broadcast is pretty good. Oh, I, will, I will say like oh, the, the, the crossfades. The it's, yeah, yeah, we're, that's great. We have the best announcing team in baseball in all of sports mm-hmm. with, with Keith Hernandez, Ron Dowling, and Gary Cohen. Like it is the best trio in the booth in any sport, and there's not even debate. But now <laughs> with the um, the the TV entertainment graphics and the 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 narco fucking uh, the what narco that's the uh, Edwin Diaz opening oh, the music oh, okay. where he comes in from the uh, you know sort of uh, uh, pitchers uh, from the bullpen and he they start the music and the lights and the the TV stuff I yeah, would say they, they go a little overboard for me like, <laughs> like changing it from black and white to color on TV <laughs> like graphics like do you know what they also do. Uh, no one cares about this, but I guess this is technically designed. Um, <laughs> when <laughs> when the manager gets mad, mm-hmm. they'll pan to him and they'll make the screen red and they'll go like, <laughs> like they'll play like angry music, like him getting like angry and the screen will get red. And it's like they're, they're doing art over there. Yeah, it's a little maybe too much. So maybe we should pack. Pat, you know, pull back, pull that back a little bit. But. I, they are they are doing a lot. Like some of those crossfades, they just like keep them in the middle, like for just way too long. Yes, I, I kind of like it though. You don't really see that anywhere else. <sighs> I will say, I did have that thought that like baseball is boring. So let's talk about this from a branding design perspective. Yeah. Right, baseball is a boring product. We can all agree there. It needs something to make it more entertaining. Yeah, like it needs something to to make the game more interesting. And I do think maybe there could be some advancements in broadcasting, whether it is sort of playing with like intro music or mm-hmm. it is sort of um, doing some more kind of having some fun moments with graphics or I don't know, things that kind of make the game interesting without changing the actual sport. Because I think that's the challenge, right? Baseball is such yeah. a traditional sport and it's so much steeped in tradition that it's hard to change. Yeah, you can't go full Savannah Bananas on it. Yeah, I do like the fact that like after a while you have to put in a position player as a pitcher now. Do you know this? Well, yeah, like this, it's like, you know, the analytics say like, you know, you got to save your pitcher. And if you're getting beat by a, like, if you're getting beat and you're not coming back, like there's no sense in throwing yeah. somebody out there to just to yeah. you know, waste. But- but now we're putting in like the right fielder to pitch a couple of innings. And yeah. It's like, well, that's crazy because it's kind of like pitch, <laughs> you know, hitting practice and well, all if you, of a sudden by that, run derby happens, you know? I think by that time, uh, you should be, the TV should be off or like you should be on to the next task or like baseball's intended finishing state where you just fall asleep. That's like the optimal boring game. Yeah. You know, it just puts you into sleep and you, you know, do that sleepy walk to your bedroom. Yeah. Just fall asleep. <laughs> Yeah, but I just think that that's like a new rule that apparently you're allowed or there must be one player that's like designated to be the position player pitcher. No, any player can pitch. Yeah. But it's, it's just, it's analytics. It's, analytics analytics are crazy. Yeah, it's, it's fucking crazy. They um, need to make a TikTok before every um, <laughs> inning. They need to do some TikTok worthy, yeah, like yeah, yeah. 20 so, seconds, yep. 20 seconds of entertainment. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You have to like do a little dance before mm-hmm. you get into the game, you know? Um, speaking of, uh, yeah, it's great. I would, I, I think it's fun to brainstorm ideas for how to make baseball more entertaining for young people. Cause I do think it has a problem with that and make steroids legal. Yeah. I mean, or <laughs> I, just find a way to yeah, juice it up. But yeah. I think, I think it could happen in the broadcast. And because I think like think about all the like the advancements in football, right? Like you have the yellow line, you have mm-hmm. like all these sort of red zone things and you just like, I don't know, you have some. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, the lights just went on and off in our, our studio. Um, low energy, not enough movement. Not enough movement, so we got to keep the lights on. Um, so, uh, I'm going to keep, keep us moving here, Kevin, because we got a long show. But um, uh, speaking uh, of statistics and athletics, uh, Kevin, you have started the program off here, or at least um, the first topic is is a chart. And uh, because this is a uh, 
audio medium about a visual art form. Um, I'm going to describe the chart here. Yeah, shout out Bill McCool. Oh, this is a this is Bill a, McCool graphic. Uh, that's who I found it from. Oh, where did he post it? Uh, he posted on the uh, the die line end of the week wrap up. Okay, so shout out to the die line, the number yeah. one place for packaging and packaging inspiration and sustainability news and uh, all things great news and information. The team over there is crushing it and the show they sponsor our show and so we are thankful for them um i'm not shocked that this is a graphic that comes from them the amount of research that is going into their thinking not just about Mm -hmm. design and packaging but in trends is is alarming and it's incredible and i think one thing needs to be said give them a little bit of credit we have a slack channel Mm -hmm. it's front center pitches and they just they just throw shit our way, and it's awesome. And they listen to the show, so thank you to to them, to Rudy, to Bill, to Jessica, to, to Andrew, Chloe, to Chloe, and everyone that listens to the show. And then kind of sends us stuff that like they think we'd be interested in, yeah, which is like a dream come true. This is big data, so we got mm-hmm. big data on the program, and it is a chart that studies and pinpoints the rise and fall of the stock market over the last hundred years. And the direct and the impact that it has on the size and the shape of the pants that we are wearing. Mm-hmm. And it appears that if you do this type of uh, investigation into uh, analytics, into uh, the economy, into pa- pants, you'll find that when the economy is doing poorly, so moments of like Black Monday or, you know, sort of the uh, Great Depression, mm-hmm. pants, they open up the leg with yeah and so there have been some great moments in history where the uh, economy has done poorly but the responding the responding pant size has increased yeah thus making baggy pants trend and they're the connection is not just a traditional sort of uh you know sort of baggy pants tight pants you know kind of back and forth it's actually um pinpoint to the economy there's certainly a correlation and uh whether it be you know self-esteem or confidence you know when things are going poorly Mm. you know we re we revert to comfier baggier less revealing clothes you know yeah interesting think of it as a personal great depression wow (laughs) so we so basically we collectively give up is that what you're saying like we kind of like you know, we're like, yeah, you know, <laughs> fucking times are hard. Like, let's just let's just break out the bag. Yeah, pants. I'm not trying to put my ass in these skinny jeans. Like, I, I, will I might not have a job tomorrow. <laughs> it's true, honestly. Nothing is worse than I'm so happy skinny jeans are dead because honestly, I threw them all out, and I'm so nothing <laughs> made brought me greater joy than looking at like a pair of like black denim jeans mm-hmm. or like acne jeans that yeah. I probably paid like a couple hundred bucks for. <laughs> That were like so tight that like my ankles, you could see like the definition in my calves when I wore them. <laughs> and just to take those and to throw them out as a bigger guy mm-hmm. is truly just, it brings me great joy. Yeah. So you're rooting for recessions? Is that oh, what you're saying? Absolutely. <laughs> I hope the economy stays down as long as it means that I can continue to wear baggy pants. Yeah. I think it's a good trade off. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I like it. Yeah, I wore Jankos. I don't know if you know this. Uh, I lived through <laughs> yeah. the '90s. Did you? Uh, I was there. I didn't see. Do you, you still have a pair? Uh, I don't. I wish I did, but I had. You should get a pair. I should get a pair of Jankos. I had incredibly wide Jankos. Like I had. Oh, I, bet. I had some pairs that were like outlandishly wide. That's awesome. Huge. You need to bring them back. Huge Jankos. You, I think you need to invest. You yeah. need to go on eBay right after the show's done. Yeah. Find you a pair of Janko jeans. Yeah, yeah. And get them ASAP. Expedite the shipping. <laughs> Tomorrow. Yeah, do what you need to do. Get yeah. them tailored. Get yep. them fitted. Yeah. And then you got to start rocking those yeah. on a weekly basis. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like I, I've, I, I've watched enough TikTok to know that I would look cool as fuck. Yeah. You know, because the kids are very into Jankos. Literally, like vintage stores, like the hot ones, yeah. are literally sourcing 2000s era Jankos. Yeah. We and, found a pair, Ian and I found a pair of Jankos yeah. on, like, um, there's some dude just hucking shit on DeKalb. Okay. DeKalb and uh, Vanderbilt every weekend. He's got, like, no way. they got, like, you know, air, air conditioners, like CDs, like all this shit that, I don't know where it comes from. Sure, but uh, one one Saturday they had a they had Janko jeans and yeah. we had a lot of fun. Of course, Ian bought them obviously because yeah. it's more 
or yeah. his aesthetic, but um, I'm not quite a Janko boy. But I mean, yeah, I think it fits his vibe a bit more than it fits your vibe, but I think you could pull him off. I think oh, for sure, for sure. Can pull them off more than I can. I think I would look insane. But just keep your eyes open. I am wearing baggier pants for sure, and every you know, again, I'm I'm loving it. So, uh, and it makes me happy that Jankos are back. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, Kevin. So silver lining, uh, economy's down, but baggy pants are in. Yeah, that's I, uh, that's yeah, what we're tough. taking from the story. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I will say the downside of the economy being bad, or at least inflation and all those things. Uh, I one of the things I've noticed, Kevin, is and this is just a personal gripe. It's 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 not a gripe as much as just the situation that's happening where uh, restaurants mm-hmm. have increased their prices. I would say across the board. Yeah, yeah. And nothing is more annoying slash frustrating. More uh, n- not maybe that's too uh, grandiose. <laughs> I find it incredibly frustrating when you go on a website and you look at a menu and you look at the oh, prices yeah. and you're like, cool. I think I'm gonna go for the chicken. Yeah. And then you get there and you're like, whoa. On the website, it the chicken was 23 and now I got there and the chicken's 35 and you're like, Oof. I didn't know that these prices were going to be uh, increased at this, at this large of a margin. Yeah. It's quite a whiplash. Situation. Inflation baby. So what I are mean, they saying 40%. It's tough. Honestly, I went to, I had steak dinner and like the prices were like, yeah, there was the items were up like 30 bucks in some cases like for like, you know, bone in ribeye. It was like, 60 or something on you know on the menu and then you'll go there and you're like it's 90 now Oof. and it's like whoa that's oh, tough man, you gotta that's... you gotta update the websites <sighs> it's tough but even if yeah it's just it's just hard to know that that yesterday's price is not today's price yeah it's hard out here it's hard out here uh someone who is obviously not struggling is our boy mark zuckerberg who's in the news this week and it's kind of a great story he posted a image to instagram i think and facebook where it said, we're launching Horizon Worlds in France and Spain today. Look forward to seeing people explore and build immersive worlds and bring this to more countries soon. So I don't really understand what Horizon Worlds is, and uh, nor do I really care so much to find out. I think it's just virtual travel. It's just a virtual travel VR thing. I guess, yeah. And so so Zuckerberg posted this, and um, to say it looks like you know Nintendo Wii graphics is... Probably the best description of what it is. Yeah, or like it kind of looks like um like the Bitmoji on on Snapchat or whatever those are called. Yeah, like yeah, it's just like yes, the yes, yes. twenty fifteen like, yes graphics. Yeah, and so basically he got clowned pretty hard. Yeah, because and rightfully so. I think if you're Mark Zuckerberg and your job at this point is to show us the future, mm-hmm. right? Your job purely is to go lake boarding or whatever fucking you know thing you do on your weekend to show that you're not a fucking cyborg robot Mm -hmm. and then to then every now and then show us something fucking sick yeah from the future and be like yo this is what we're working on the future is we're working on it yeah and here's a little glimpse into what you're gonna see this is this feels like a big miss (laughs) yeah and he got Pretty much memed to death, I would say, is probably the best description of what happened next, right? Yeah. I think, I mean, 75% of Mark Zuckerberg's posts probably get, you know, just memed. Yeah. You know, anything. everyone's looking to dunk on him. He's a pretty easy target. Um, yeah. So he's got to know that this is coming. Like, part of me, again, third eye open here, mm-hmm. does he know that this is so bad that he's going to get memed and maybe that's kind of something he, at this point, is happy about? I don't know because the he posted that what like last Tuesday or something, and then he's already like yes, he he's already reposted like new graphics saying that they're working on them, like yes, significantly better. Poor three D team working on that must not have been a good week for them. Yes, but who in the first who in the first place okayed that post to go up? Like who yeah. who looked at that? Because surely he's not just free reign posting, especially when it comes to business. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, I guess like you'd think somebody would say, "Hey, m- yeah. hey, Zuck, like this looks kind of shitty. Like, I bet the internet is going to run wild with this." Yeah, or like, "Hey, like maybe let's uh, let's, let's let's take another look at this one before you throw it up there." Yeah, um, yeah, because like, yeah. So the latest, you know, sort of uh, development in the story is that Zuckerberg posted a new post to Instagram and Facebook that had like 
a much better ver- avatar version of him and then a much better look at sort of like uh horizon graphics you know and yeah. it said basically major updates coming soon i'll share more at connect which i assume is they're like you know the keynote type thing and then it says the post the photo i posted earlier this week was pretty basic it was taken very quickly to celebrate a launch the <laughs> graphics in horizon are capable of much more even on headsets and horizon is improving very quickly so he totally got cyberbullied into basically showing better graphics yeah i think we all need to remember though that this cyberbullying of mark zuckerberg trickles down to his employees <laughs> So you you cyberbullying Mark Zuckerberg about his graphics yeah. made the Someone's. lives of these 3D artists hell for about, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. a week. Yeah. So, yeah, you so. know, just think before you type out there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's very thoughtful of you, Kevin, looking out for the poor meta animator that had to, like, spend all weekend creating the best avatar of mm-hmm. Mark Zuckerberg that they possibly can. And yeah. to be honest, this one looks pretty good. So, I mean, they shout out to them. They did a pretty good job. Um and so maybe they should have shown that last week. But yeah, I mean, I guess it's their job to to show. And it's hard to be Mark Zuckerberg. It's, I mean, I really feel for the guy. You know, it's hard to <laughs> to 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 inspire and showcase the future while also not over promising. Um, I watched this Elon Musk documentaries on uh, Hulu. It's like New York Times presents, and it was about how he's promising this um, autopilot in cars, and he keeps saying how cars are going to drive themselves and. He's like hell bent on proving, you know, showing it and showing mm-hmm. all these videos. And yeah. they, behind the scenes, they're saying like these videos are like it's taking like ten tries to get the car to do one thing. Yeah. That like to take like a successful like lap around the block and not have mm-hmm. to like edit it. And they're just lying to people and saying that the technology is better than it is. And I don't know, it just like made me feel sad that like I mean he, that dude's lying. He's about a yeah, lot of things. He's lying and like people are fucking driving around in these cars thinking that they can kind of like auto drive and then they fucking wind up <laughs> fucking crash into tractor trailers. So Oh, that's a that's a, a dark turn. Um so uh shout out to Zuck. Um wanna get to the show? Yeah. Technically this is all the show. Um Next story comes from the Dialin number one uh, resource for packaging and amazing news. Um, Dialin story of the week is the Ben and Jerry's has teamed up with Tony Chocoloni to create both a chocolate and a ice cream, uh, which is both of their respective products. And they are both lovers of chocolate. And so they announce a partnership that, you know, sort of makes, again, it's sort of their two brands that kind of are are both about delicious Mm -hmm. desserts and also about social good. Um, ben and Jerry is obviously doing so much work for the planet, doing so much work in so many different areas. And then Tony Chocolonis has their sort of like social good component, both like slavery free uh, sort of cocoa. And that's kind of where they um, sort of a big part of their brand and sort of the inside of the packaging tells a broader story about kind of their 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 mindful resources and principles and practices. So to be honest, it's a, it's a perfect pair mm-hmm. and it makes a lot of sense for me. For again, we've seen so many brands collaborating, sort of brands that don't make sense together, brands that like don't make sense together so much that it makes sense or it feels mm-hmm. good. And this is just like two companies that feel like they are spiritually and like um, from a brand uh, ethos perspective, are they're, they're, they sh- they should be friends. Yeah, they're very much aligned. Yeah, I wonder if Ben and Jerry's going to buy. Tony's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it. it, it I, don't, I don't know. I don't know who is behind Tony's Truckaloni. I assume it's Tony, of course. Um, <laughs> but I don't know much about the brand story, the origin. I know that during COVID, I ate oof, uh, 50 ba- uh, bars of Tony's just because the times are tough. And like, you know, you go to the bodega and you're like, I need something sweet. And Tony's became my go-to. What are you? What's your favorite one? I like the chocolate caramel sea salt, mm-hmm. and it's got That's like a good one. Yeah, that, I think it's orange. Yeah, wrapper. Ooh. Okay, yeah. There's yeah, also a one. dark chocolate pretzel that I also really Haven't like. That That's one. a that blue wrapper. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say their flavors are a little pedestrian. Um, like I feel like they could get a little funky with the flavors, and so I'm. I, I think it's cool that you know Ben and Jerry's. Mm-hmm. Like their flavor, their flavors, they're known for sort of funky flavors and kind of doing some outlandish stuff. So I think that would be cool for me. I would kind of want them to maybe push the envelope a little bit. Yeah. I think it's great do, to see um, cool a big company like Ben and Jerry's kind of take another look at where they're sourcing their products from. Um, you know, somebody with a good mission like like them yeah. to take a step back and like, you know, 
bolster some of the some of their processes and all that. Like, yeah, I think that's a good thing, and I think more people should, you know, be doing this um, around the you know resources they take in. Hundred percent. Yeah, and so the two, so they're creating a bar, a chocolate bar and an ice cream. That, so they have both. So there's so they have two flavors called chocolate fudge brownie and chocolate love affair, which I guess is the ice cream. And then there's chocolate strawberry cheesecake. And so those are going to be chocolate bars. So yeah, I mean, I think this is really dope and I think it's going to like, I'm sure it'll be delicious. And my one gripe, if I'm going to be um, critical, which uh, positive vibes only, <laughs> but um, um, if I had to say one thing, I think the Tony's packaging, like it has like the, the like DNA of Ben and Jerry's with like the mm. sort of horizon line and the blue in the background. It just looks really cool and like feels like a perfect collaboration between the two brands. And then the Ben and Jerry's one, the ice cream pint design is leaves a little to be desired there. It kind of just like, I don't know, kind of doesn't fill the space that well. And it just kind of looks like a lot of stuff going on and doesn't look quite so delicious. And personally, I feel like it kind of could have been a little bit better designed from a packaging perspective. So mm-hmm. I have to say that that's my job, but the Tony's I'm, I, I will go towards the Tony's bar versus Ben and Jerry's thoughts on Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Kevin, they have some good flavors. Yeah. Um, baked on now that never mind. That's not half baked, half baked. Yeah, yeah. Half baked is good. That's my favorite. I find their texture. The consistency is a little gluey mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Versus like Hagen dazs which I think is a little bit more creamy. Yeah, like it's a it's more like um, gummy. Yeah, maybe, I think I, I'm no disrespect to Ben and Jerry's. Like I, I would certainly be okay with it, but I think if I'm going to a pint, mm-hmm. I either I, I like I like Haagen Dazs better, and I like Van Leeuwen better at this yeah, point. Yeah, I mean, there's much there's there are better ice creams out there. Yeah, you know, get an Ample Hills. Yes, there are better. It's not my favorite, but if you every now and then you want to go for like a you know a Cherry Garcia or something funky and like you know go for it. Like I'm not against it. It's just not my favorite ice cream. Where Tony's has become my favorite chocolate bar. Took the place of Ritter. Are you familiar with Ritter? Yeah, Ritter's great. Which was I really like the Ritter cornflakes. That was kind of my go-to. Mm-hmm. It's yellow packaging. Try it out there. Um, that's was my go-to chocolate from the bodega. And a late night mm-hmm. hall after a d- nice dinner at a restaurant where I get my steak. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? I don't want dessert. And then maybe I'll go to the bodega, get a pint of ice cream. You get your own dessert. Get my own dessert. Um, that's kind of my move. So um, cool. It's very exciting. And yeah. I think I, I'm going to, I'll pick it up. Two good brands. Two good brands. Uh, speaking of two good brands, <laughs> hip hop legends, Snoop Dogg and Master P have unveiled a new CPG company called Brodus Foods. So Brodus is the last name of Calvin Brodus Jr., a.k.a. Snoop Dogg. So the company, I guess, is named after Snoop Dogg, even though Master P is somehow involved, but I... He's sure. producing, dude. Oh, sure. And so obviously Snoop is more the the, the well-known brand of the two, mm-hmm. I would imagine. But they are, they've come out with a CPG company called Brodus Foods, and they have launched their, their, their flagship lineup of products. You ready, Kevin? Mm-hmm. They have an oatmeal. They have a grits. They have a pancake mix, they have a maple syrup, and then they have a cereal called Snoop Loops. Mm-hmm. So these will all be under the, um, oh, sorry. So they're all under the Brodus Foods company name. And then there's a sub-brand called Mama Snoop, which kind of does all the sort of oatmeal and grits and pancake syrup. And then there's Snoop Loops, which is the cereal brand. So all of them uh, have launched, and they all have sort of a similar blue coloring to the packaging. There's sort of like a navy blue and then like a teal blue. And uh, on from on a social good side, they their goal uh, is to aim to is- inspire more diversity in the industry. And so they're giving back to communities by supporting charities like Door of Hope, which is a nonprofit addressing the unhoused crisis in Los Angeles. So pretty pretty cool. Like, Mm -hmm. I think this, like, I I think having more players in the CPG market, right? Like CPG has exploded over the last five years, 10 years. Um, Center is a big part of it. We do a lot of brands in the space. And so um, I I, I think it's cool that Snoop is getting into it. It makes perfect sense to me that he would want to, you know, he's done cannabis. He's done sort of Mm -hmm. the the, the probably. He uh, does cannabis every day, Alex. No, but I'm saying he has a cannabis brand. Like, I know. He's kind of done the the you know the things he's you know known for so you know t- trying to take over the breakfast game 
Why not? So Master P said in a quote, we have a quote from Master P. Yeah. Which is good. Um, mess, we're taking over the breakfast game. When we say more marshmallows, we mean you won't have to go on a treasure hunt looking for marshmallows and soup loops. We got the hookup. Our cereal is gluten-free. Just throwing it out there. Also, look out for the new honey oat flavor coming soon. The more we make, the more we give. They can't beat us, so they might as well join us. We're adding diversity to the grocery stores while educating our people on economic empowerment at the same time. Yeah, that sounds that sounds good. That's I a good love mission. it. I love it. I love it. I like the thing about more marshmallows. I think that'll be that'll be a nice a nice hit. Although I am questioning, are they putting marshmallows like the thank you the the cereal on pack looks is reminiscent of Fruit Loops, and then there's marshmallows. Kevin, interesting play. Kevin, I have to say, this is exactly where my brain went to, and this is why we have a podcast. Yeah, this is the important stuff that needs to be talked about. <laughs> Because no one else is going to talk about how Brodus Foods launched a line of breakfast things. They're going to take over the game, and they are going to launch a cereal called Snoop Loops. And they're going to say that there are more marshmallows in it, and the packaging doesn't even have any marshmallows yeah, on it. Yeah, there's no marshmallows. And it, the, we, one would assume the cereal would be mimicked after Fruit Loops, mm-hmm. which notoriously, no marshmallows. Do you, but... <sighs> Do, could Fruit Loops benefit from having marshmallows? It, I yeah. think it could. I think you're right. If you were to combine Lucky Charms, a cereal that is famous for having marshmallows, and Fruit Loops, a, a, a cereal famous for having Fruit Loops, mm-hmm. loop-shaped fruit cereal together, I think you could be onto something really special here. I'm not debating that that couldn't be the case. Mm-hmm. That is not what I'm seeing on the front of this packaging. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering where the marshmallows are. Um, maybe they maybe they look exactly like the loops. Maybe the loops are made of marshmallows. <laughs> it's, it's all marshmallows. I, again, and I'm listen. I'm not here to 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 be critical or to throw stones. Mm-hmm. But if you're gonna go out there, Master P, and put a quote out here that says. When we say more marshmallows, we mean more marshmallows. We got the hookup. You're to me the consumer. You're saying. Marshmallows is a key selling point here. Yeah. We understand that there's an underserved community in the marshmallow cereal game saying that like other cereals have less marshmallows and you want more marshmallows. You have to go and find them. That's what he's saying. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go on a treasure hunt looking for marshmallows. I'm having a hard time with the front of the packaging not having any marshmallows in the cereal and the brand taking homage from Fruit Loops, mm-hmm. which is a cereal known for not having marshmallows. So my brain... Is 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 having a bit of an issue here. Okay, I I, I recognize that. Um, <laughs> I'm curious to see like what like if the play is like to maybe do some more kind of mashupy cereals, which is you know very sick. Um, I would love to see that. Did you did you ever you ever fuck around in the college? College dining halls. Of course, Kevin. Of course. You you mix and match a couple cereals or you're at a holiday inn and you got the breakfast thing and Mm -hmm. you're just like, I'm gonna take two boxes and just kind of smash them together. Yeah, any uh any anything you'd like to see? Yeah, I mean I think I'd like a corn pops and like uh corn pops a a cinnamon toast crunch. You're corn pops. Yeah, you don't like corn pops? No, who the fuck likes corn pops? Oh, I do. Corn pops are great, top ten. For sure. Top 10. Top 10. Not no top way. Five. I mean, top 10. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Yes. Top 10, not 10. Top 10, not I wouldn't, top I don't, 5. I would never have. I would never eat a corn puff again. Oh, or I corn mean, pop. Yeah, corn pops. This, ugh. That's a great, that's a great breakfast cereal. It's nasty. No, wrong. wrong yeah, those are wrong. disgusting. Top 5. Um, Top 10. Sorry. Um, Give me yeah. ca- give me Cap'n Crunch and Lucky Charms. That's a, that's an award-winning yeah, yeah. combination. Yeah. Cinnamon Toast Crunch and pretty much anything will do great, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I mean, here's the thing. If it is a hybrid cereal, if you're like, yo, we're going to take two cereals and smash them together, all for you. But I don't see that. I just see more marshmallows and I see Snoop Loops. Mm-hmm. And the loops are in the O's. I mean, if I'm Fruit Loops, cease and desist. Sorry. Nah. That's definitely a little. That's if I'm. If I'm if I'm the brand manager, legal team over at, uh, you know, uh Whatever fucking conglomerate sells Fruit Loops, um, Kellogg probably right. Um, I'm, I'm, Who knows? One of them. Yeah, it is Kellogg's. Um, the O's in the uh, the loop the the O's in the loops are. I gotta say that's probably trademark. I'm just yeah. I, I'm sorry. I'm I'm calling that out. 
We'll see. I don't. You're not a trademark lawyer. Alex. I'm not a trademark lawyer, but I know enough uh, to be dangerous, and I think <laughs> that is uh, infringement in my mind. Um, yeah. Other parts of the packaging um, worth noting: Mama Snoop on the packaging, mm-hmm. uh, in a familiar f- position and shape and size and space to a um, uh, to a uh, syrup company that formerly existed with a red label. Mm-hmm. Um, sticky territory. Um, it, it it feels reminiscent of uh, of branding work that I've uh, I, I grew up with. And mm-hmm. We all have grown up with. I I will say across the board here. Sorry to Snoop and to Master P, legends in the rap game. This design, if targeting towards a new generation of consumers, ah, this this packaging needs a little bit of work. It's yeah. just it looks a little, um, it looks a little cheap and dated, and that's not to say that like I, I'm just, I'm not saying that to be critical. I'm saying like I want this idea to work. Yeah. I love the idea of Mama Snoop on a packaging and Broda's Foods and like see them taking over the CPG game. I want that to happen. Mm-hmm. I just think that the package design from the design studio here, whoever's in charge, and I'm sorry, I feel like this this doesn't have the I think that it, it could have been really something cool. You're really here. calling out Snoop Dogg and Master P right now? You want beef with them? I don't want any beef. I love this. No notes for me. <laughs> Sorry. And, and to be honest, I don't, you know, I don't. Yeah. I, you know, I don't <sighs> really think, I don't know if the package design is going to make, you know, a whole hell of a difference. So that's where you and I I think people are going to see Snoop Loops and know this brand and be like, oh, shit. Like, I love Snoop. I'm going to support him. And this you cereal know, is probably going to be banging. <laughs> sure, sure. I mean, I'm sure this product will be taste like white labeled cereal. Oh, um, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that, that was like my one, my one bone to pick. If you're gonna do a, a new food brand, come up with some new idea for a cereal. Maybe do something that's maybe healthy for the kids. Do something the kids will like. Yeah, do something the kids will like. Um, but I don't know. I, yeah. And the syrup is the syrup looks like shitty syrup, like. Um, it, it it does look like a bunch of white labeled products. That's exactly what it looks like, and I'm sorry. Like it, it, yeah. I mean, this could. I think this could be cool, and it could be something that, like, yeah. I mean, it just could be something modern, and it could be something like a bit more, um, yeah, in, on trend. There's a brand called Wavy. Uh, I would recommend checking it out. It's um, by Ghetto Gastro, which is like mm-hmm. a collective. Yeah, yeah. And so they have a brand where they do like waffle mix, and they do mm-hmm. some like sort of um, some some sort of modern take on sort of traditional products. Yeah, they're cool. Um, and their packaging rocks. Like it's fucking super good. So I would take a look at Wavy packaging, um, Snoop Dogg, and look at that kind <laughs> of like you know kind of style of design and be like cool this is like this is what it this is the bar sorry sure uh moving on kevin uh 7-eleven has a whole new range of coffee products some are designed to be uh sold in stores some are meant to be sort of at home and uh that work comes from safari sundays a studio from new york city and uh the we honestly uh the packaging i think is Fine. I think it doesn't look very Gen Z, even though they're trying to appeal to Gen Z. I don't really care about even talking about this. The only reason why I want to talk about this mm-hmm. is because because of this article and because of the wonderful Rudy Sanchez over at the die line, mm-hmm. I now know that 7-Eleven is the uh, creator, inventor mm-hmm. of to-go coffee, and that starts on Long Island. Wow. Yeah. That is a fact that I did not know. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Shout out to Long Island, uh, the place uh, where I was uh, born and the place where I come from, which often gets a bad rep. Um, often people think of it as uh, douchebags, bros, uh, finance guys, uh, Hamptons people. But um, we actually, um, birthplace of uh, Rick Rubin, Jerry Seinfeld, Mariah Carey, uh, Billy Joel, um, 
Yeah. Judd Apatow. I think, some of, I think most of those guys are douchebags. No, those assholes. people are those people are the greatest. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan, uh, more more greats. Uh, lots of greats have come from Long Island. Um, and uh, you can now thank us for um, uh, to-go coffee. Yeah. You're that, welcome. That's the... Uh, that's a big thing. Is that the best thing to ever come out of Long Island? Um, or, sorry, come at, on Long Island? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kevin, there's got to be a better way to say that. Um, yes, for those that don't know about Long Island, you go on Long Island. You don't go in Long Island, despite the fact that you're in New Jersey or in Manhattan. You're on Long Island. <laughs> that's how it works. And don't try to change it. Don't try to justify it. Don't try to understand it. Do you guys go? Do you guys go on the store? On Long Island, or you go in a store on Long Island. Okay. Yep, that's it. You want to. So wanna, do you go off Long Island, or yeah, I go. You're out. You go. No, you go out of Long Island. Okay. Yeah, you're. That doesn't make sense. There's a little flaw right there. Yeah, it's fine. Doesn't matter. You go on. You're on Long Island. Yes, all those people are from Long Island. They are on Long Island. Mm-hmm. It's just. It's just how it's. That's just the fucking vernacular. And if you try to fight it, you're just gonna be wrong. Hmm. But uh, on Long Island, uh, the, the phrase is OG to go. And since 1964, on the uh, front center on the cups, highlighting 7-Eleven's history. And uh, then there's a brew it yourself, B-I-Y, prepackaged teas, beans, K-cups. Yeah. I mean, honestly, this packaging, they say it's contemporary, contemporizes the uh, brand's core offering. That's uh, a tough sell for me. Yeah. I mean, again, this is another like... Oh, this is for like Gen Z and younger consumers. Yeah. Like, if you're getting seven, if you're getting coffee from Seven Eleven, you don't give a fuck about the cup it's coming in. You don't care. This isn't like a foreign Seven Eleven that are fancy. The American Seven Elevens aren't really all that fancy. And like, yeah. let's be honest, like, probably not getting a good cup of Joe there. You're probably, <sighs> you know, I don't want to assume. Yeah. Like, some people love gas station coffee. I'm. I don't happen to be one of them. <laughs> um, but. You don't need a fucking br- really branded cup, and you don't need to try to like lean away from what Seven Eleven actually is. You know? Yeah, I have a hard time with this. I think it's your point exactly that it's trying to be a little bit elevated or a bit more sophisticated. And like Seven Eleven, at least in America, and I know overseas it's a little bit different, but like it is not a sophisticated brand experience. And so to think that this is going to be high end and like, I just don't think of Seven Eleven. and I think of like this type of design, which is like, I, I just, I don't even look at this design and think of this as contemporary <laughs> either. And, or Gen Z, Gen Z, like, I don't, uh, this is not when I think of Gen Z. So I don't want to be too critical. I don't want to be too harsh, but like, I don't know if this is working for me. And then on top of it, the, the, the to go th- container says, Muscle to your hustle, which I think if I'm thinking of brand strategy, like millennials are the hustle generation. Gen Z are the Gen anti-hustle. Z's, Gen Z's the muscle generation. The, the muscle. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's clear that Gen Z is anti-hustle. Mm-hmm. They're post-hustle culture because hustle culture is dead. Now it's work-life balance culture and yeah. take care of your goddamn self culture, which is so. Yeah, which is bogus. Right? Am I right? I mean, listen, <laughs> I, uh, we can. We don't need to go there. But I'm. I just think that that's a bit of a, a miss there across the board. Oh yeah, um, it's, it's it's bad. Yeah. Speaking of uh, of coffee, Kevin, another coffee story. Uh, we talked last month about McDon, like how brands were exiting Russia mm-hmm. because of uh, yeah the problem uh, over there. Um, won't get too political. Mm-hmm. Um, brands got to go, and brands are have pulled out major national chains. Mm -hmm. So we saw the new McDonald's, which kind of took a rebrand of McDonald's, even though it was selling, I would imagine, the same products, Mm -hmm. but just had a new look and feel that was a bit more contemporary, a little bit more modern, a little bit more chic. Yeah. We now have the new Starbucks, which is just called Stars Coffee. Yeah. And uh, it has almost an identical logo to Starbucks. (laughs) And it... um, Yeah, they just gave her a haircut. Just gave her a haircut and changed the color to like a slightly teal color it's mm-hmm. brown and teal versus green but all the classic things are there the you know the futura typeface is still there it's all the same yeah so what i'm confused about with these are the the point where it trips me up is like are they still buying the resources and materials and no. beans from no 
They're no. they're finding new sources. No, no, they are white. They are taking. They're white labeling the products. Like essentially, they are creating duplicate products because. But the, they're not buying them no, from no, McDonald's. No, the brands have or left. Starbucks. The sorry. brands have left, mm-hmm. and so therefore, there's an opening in the market mm-hmm. for people that once consumed McDonald's and Starbucks, and because Starbucks is out of here, I'm you know, Joe entrepreneur in Russia, I'm like, I'm going to open up a coffee shop that sells identical products Mm -hmm. to Starbucks and call it something slightly different Mm -hmm. and basically say, Hey, Starbucks lawyers come at me. (laughs) Come try to try to shut down my coffee shop. Well, didn't they buy like, didn't Starbucks sell the, these stores and these locations and the franchises, they didn't just like exit. They, they sold like, I don't you know. know. I yeah, don't know. they did. They did sell. Like McDonald's sold. So, like, where does the sale end? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the sale of the 130 outlets was completed last month. The restaurant tour. Got it. So, you're saying that they did sell to these people. Mm-hmm. Someone bought this store. Some yeah. Somebody bought all all, all the locations. of their locations, yeah. and so they are basically trying to change as little as possible. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is tricky. I guess I guess you're right. Like, I guess it's more... So I, I was wrong about what I just said about how these are independent entrepreneurs. These are, I guess, entrepreneurs, but they have bought the... Uh, they have bought the, the store, the actual locations. And so they are local investors. Mm-hmm. So they are local, but I guess they, to a certain extent, like, they have a relationship with the company. And I guess maybe they have the... I mean, is there a kickback? Like, do they... Like, say they sold them 130 stores, and they say, hey, look, we're not going to come after you if you use something very similar to our branding. We just mm-hmm. need to look like we're exiting. Yeah. And you guys give us 50% of your profits. I mean, I think, it's, think, probably, yeah, think? I think it's probably more like an um, outright purchase, and then, like, maybe you get some sort of, like... Licensing? Yeah, maybe some sort of, like you know, quid pro quo, like, we're not, like, yeah, we're not keep it similar yeah. if you want, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna... <laughs> I'm they're, sure, I'm sure, like, if the, if it came out that they were getting a kickback from, uh, yeah. from Star Coffee, I think, th- you know, that's not, that's look. not really exiting Russia, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I'm just, I'm just staying woke, you know, here, I'm keeping my eyes open, like, if you sold this brand, I don't know, I just don't think, like, if you sold... 130 locations to some person mm-hmm. and that person came out and they created an almost identical brand to your brand. Like they have to know that this is going to like, they, like Starbucks would instantly sue them and be like, Hey, you're using our logos. You're using our trademarks. You're using our, our names. You're using so much of this IP that we created. Yeah. I feel like we're out of our depth here. I think with this branding. is, we need to get the lawyer on the phone. Yeah, dude. I mean, I guess we're going to Ryan Kelly, like, um, get on the pod, man. I know you're a listener and, uh, I'm we're gonna well, I'm gonna reach out to Ryan and we'll schedule a meeting and like um we'll we'll have him break down the legalities of trademarking and licensing and because yeah it is interesting and someone probably cares but like between Snoop Loops and this Stars Coffee um there's interesting things happening yeah just make sure he's, he knows he's not on the clock oh yeah uh, we'll have to pay him like <laughs> nine hundred dollars for one hour of recording um uh, last word of the day Kevin uh, PSL season is back. Mm-hmm. Hit the tr- hit hit the noise machine. Which one? The the crowd goes wild. Yeah. Actually, let me redo that. Kevin, last story of the day. Air is getting a little crisper. You feel it? Yeah. You feel the air? It's like it's not quite so hot. It's hot still. It's almost pants season. But it's almost pants season. Football preseason is being played. Mm-hmm. Fantasy football drafts are being scheduled. You know what that means, right? Oh, yeah. It's PSL season. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, speaking of Starbucks, they created the pumpkin spice latte. But PSL now is, is, is a bigger brand than Starbucks even. Did they actually create it? I, they, they, cre- they made it famous. Okay. They, I made that shit famous. They absolutely get credit for that. Mm-hmm. They are the ones that rolled out the the flavor profile yeah, of yeah. pumpkin spice yeah. and made it incredibly popular. Now it has become so popular that pretty much every brand, from beer to 
uh, coffee to oh yeah anything else soda anything that can anything will. that can be pumpkin spiced will get pumpkin spiced yeah so i i guess that's a it'll be a running running segment on the show for Ooh. the foreseeable couple yeah, yeah. you know foreseeable two months three yep. months psl season scn um mm-hmm. a tracker yeah we should just keep a tra- uh, keep a track on right yeah we'll keep eyes on keep PSL. eyes on psl so the first one to come in well i guess pumpkin spice latte is already alive at starbucks it's it never goes away really i believe that wow. to be true but like when do they roll it out like actually no maybe that's not right i think they do take it away just so they can bring it back um like i don't know like the date that they bring it back and like i know it's oh it keeps getting uh it keeps getting closer and closer I bet uh, it's like September 15th. It's August 30th. August 30th. So that is the fall menu um, nationwide at Starbucks. What's August it? August 30th to what? Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know, Kevin. You're asking me questions. Um, oh, last year it was August 24th. So they pushed it back a couple of days. Wow. So um, yeah, I don't. I think it probably goes all the way to the new year, my guess would be. it like Because I know they do like holiday flavors. They do like, mm-hmm. you know, creme brulee or they do like sort of like peppermint type stuff for the holiday season but something tells me in november december you can get a psl yeah i think for for our purposes our psl season Season. is going to end after thanksgiving that's fair i think that's fair because then it starts like holiday season yeah yeah but um yeah the the idea the brand of pumpkin spice um unfortunately is bigger than just starbucks Mm -hmm. and uh it is is becoming a national one i guess a global trend and so the first brand or first thing that I've seen come out the gate here is actually with Dunkin' Donuts. Mm-hmm. How mad do you think Starbucks is about Dunkin' Donuts doing pumpkin spice I, they stuff? Probably, it probably, you know. Grinds their, the, uh, their beans. What do they say? Um, uh, well, lions aren't, con- aren't concerned with the movement of sheep. <laughs> yes, okay. Yeah, but I mean, Dunkin' and Starbucks, I mean, who's the bigger company? Starbucks? Probably. Who knows? Who knows? Um, so Dunkin' has a, I imagine, a, a pumpkin spice. I know they have pumpkin spice mm-hmm. products, but they are now doing a limited edition goldfish collaboration where Duncan is bringing pumpkin spice graham goldfish. Mm-hmm. So it's a limited edition flavor starting uh, September 1st, wherever goldfish are sold. And uh, Kevin, I know you personally are more of a Cheez-Its guy. I'm more of a goldfish guy. That's a debate that goes on, oof, what, four years now? Yeah, um, th- three and a half. I personally think goldfish are a wonderful treat, a great snack, and yeah, for enjoyable for, for babies and adults alike. <laughs> um, and nah, even though they're just cute. for babies. Goldfish are for babies. Listen, I will say... I think again, like the baby bit, we 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 moved on from. But it like, crushes. I crushes, but I have to like. Ha- I want to make it clear. Just because the thing is for babies does not mean that adults cannot like it. I just think it needs to be established that this is a baby food. Alex is saying, if being a baby is wrong, I don't want to be right. That's right. So goldfish are baby food. Like it's not an adult food. Mm-hmm. It's for babies, but it is a delicious one. Um, just like chicken nuggets are for babies and also delicious. They are not. Uh, disconnected in that way yeah. they're not um what's the fucking phrase my from fucking monday um cut this whole thing <laughs> an object can be for babies and it can be delicious they're they 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 they, they, they can be on there is a the venn diagram the venn diagram has a center and that is it's alex center it's me <laughs> baby and delicious baby and delicious and it's chicken nuggets it's goldfish and Ritz cracker sandwiches and probably a couple other things that we've talked about. Shirley Temples are in there. Those are for babies, but also for delicious. Somebody said uh, Shirley Temples were going to be the drink, drink of the summer. I think maybe I heard you say that. No, I didn't say that. I did not I did not say that. But Kevin, I have to say, I had a Shirley Temple last, on Saturday night. A hard Shirley Temple? Nope. Just oh, nice. Classic Shirley Temple. I bet that ruled. Steakhouse. Damn. Porterhouse? That, Shirley Temple. That's a... Uh, that's a grown, that's a move. That's a fucking. That is. I, I'm listen. I have a podcast. This is what I have to talk about. I went to a steakhouse. I didn't want to drink because on Sunday mm-hmm. I had to do some things that I didn't want to be hungover for. Mm-hmm. I actually ordered <laughs> a, a, a dirty martini, mm-hmm. and then I was like, "Scratch it, Shirley Temple." <laughs> <laughs> so I went from adult to baby Damn. in that moment. Um, okay, uh, back to pumpkin spice uh, graham cracker goldfish. 
Um, you ready for a quote? We got one. Yeah. Quote, we continue to take Goldfish to the next level with new, delicious, and unexpected partnership. The new limited edition Goldfish, Dunkin', Pumpkin, Spice, Graham Cracker bring together two fun and iconic brands to give pumpkin spice lovers a new way to experience the sweet side of their favorite snack, said Janda Lucan, Chief Marketing Officer for Campbell Snacks. Didn't see that one coming, right? Campbell's, wow, Campbell's. <laughs> and uh, fucking Goldfish. Shit. Didn't see that one coming. This is the first time Goldfish, quote, this is the first time Goldfish is tapping into the pumpkin spice season. And we couldn't be more excited to partner with the brand that knows pumpkin spice the best. Ooh, that's a hot take. Shots fired at Starbucks. Um, quote, together with Goldfish, we're bringing fans a new snack to reach for during one of the most popular seasons of the year, pumpkin spice season, said Brian Gilbert, vice president of retail business development at Duncan. Quote, limited edition Goldfish, Duncan, pumpkin spice, grams embody everything we love about this special time from the warm pumpkin spices you find in your delicious lattes or notes of our classic donut glaze and our baked goods. We're confident this will be a real treat for all the pumpkin spice aficionados out there. Those are two great marketing quotes. Yeah, Honestly, I love yeah. them both equally. Shout out to Janda and shout out to Brian. Those are just good old quotes. Kevin, are you interested? Yeah, honestly, I'll give this a try. Yeah. I'm not a big, I'm, I'm a goldfish hater. Yeah. Um, notorious goldfish hater. But, you know, yeah. fuck it. I'll give these a try. Yeah. It sounds good, like uh, eating these with a glass of oat milk. Or, mm. or I might fuck around with, mm. uh, you know, some, some whole milk. Yeah. I'm feeling frisky. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in too. Yeah, my my first thought is sounds delicious. If they get the right amount of flavoring and uh, mm-hmm. get this thing right, I'm I'm here for this. Yeah, like, this looks delicious. It said they're graham crackers. Yeah, they're graham. Ah, it makes sense. They're graham. They call them grams. They didn't call them graham crackers. But like, if you look at them, they look like yeah. You can't say cracker anymore. I guess they're grams. Like they're pumpkin spice grams, which means me make me. Th- oh, they actually um the one of the uh, the quotes just said graham cracker. So. I think they're going to taste like graham crackers, pumpkin spice latte versions. In the that sounds, that fish. sounds good. To be honest, I think these will be prediction. They'll be um, underwhelming. Like, yeah, I think they'll be good. But like, I think you'll be like, cool. Like, yeah, just like regular this, goldfish. They just like graham. They just like graham crackers. Just like how regular goldfish flavors a little bit. <laughs> no, underwhelming. wrong, wrong. Yeah. Pumpkins. Uh, regular goldfish are delicious. Um, but they have like kind of an underwhelming cheese taste. No, no, no. They're delicious. And you can eat the whole box in one take. Um <laughs> They're delicious. I'm interested. Uh, here's here here's here's another hot take. You ready from a design perspective? I think this packaging is, and I know you said this. I say this every week, so I guess um, I'm just um, I just say this every time. This packaging is a is is a, is a five point eight on on the packaging meter. Where where's regular goldfish packaging? I mean, regular goldfish packaging is iconic. It's just like what it is. Yeah. But I'm saying like the reason why I rank it kind of like lukewarm for me. It's like. You have two brands coming together. You have Dunkin' mm-hmm. Donuts and Goldfish. These are two iconic brands, and they share a color. They both have orange. Mm-hmm. So pink and orange can, like, is, is, is famously the Dunkin' Donuts uh, mm-hmm. color palette. I think when you have these two brands that feel like there's synergy, you gotta plus, you got to find a way to make this thing feel kind of limited edition and exciting. Mm-hmm. And I think it says limited edition on here and it has pink at the top. But nothing about this feels like thrilling and really exciting. It just feels like Goldfish has a Dunkin' flavored product, which is what it is. But if I'm the design uh, person working on this, I want this to feel like uh, more of an exciting moment Mm -hmm. than just kind of a a new flavor. Because I think it is just a new flavor, but it just, you know, you you have the brand of Dunkin' Mm -hmm. and you have the brand of Goldfish. And I feel like you could have done something pretty, a little bit like, Break out of the traditional goldfish, goldfish packaging a little bit, sure. and do something maybe that's a little bit more Duncan inspired, or just mm-hmm. like kind of have fun with the two brands in a bit um, more in an interesting way, instead of just kind of slapping them both together on this pack. So sure, that's kind of my my design take. Yeah, I mean, I have no thoughts about the design of these. Um, yeah, but hey, I'll try them. Yeah, I'm interested. I mean, I. I, I so better, better, you know, good, better example. When Goldfish did the Old Bay packaging, mm-hmm. the Old Bay collaboration, they kind of made it look like an Old Bay container. So they went like fully yellow with the packaging and had like mm-hmm. the red top on the top. So they kind of like leaned in a little bit more to um, uh, the identity of uh, Old Bay seasoning. Yeah, and I think they could have done that here with Duncan. They could have made it a little bit more Duncan 
uh, feeling than they did. Yeah. Um, now I'm looking at Goldfish. They also have, uh, they did a Red Hot Tabasco collab. Oh, yeah. Interesting. That, yeah. Interesting there. I also saw on TikTok someone did some sort of like Goldfish uh, kind of a, a recipe. Oh, for DIY? Yeah, kind of DIY. It looked pretty good to me. Claire Saffitz wannabe? Yeah, someone, I mean, TikTok does cra- the craziest food stuff. And like, I think now they're doing them purposely bad to like get people to. Oh yeah, them. they just want chef reactions. They just yeah, they want reactions. Get in there. Stuff. Uh, also, looking Goldfish already has a vanilla cupcake graham cracker kind of cool uh, uh, product. So this is basically just going to be the pumpkin spice. Oh, version yeah. of that. I want to dip these in uh, cream cheese frosting. Ooh, I, I mean, I thought you were going to say frosting, but cream cheese frosting. Yeah, specifically cream cheese mm. frosting, or I, just or just the fucking hunk of cream cheese. I don't even. Oh, I don't you know, care. You know what I really like doing pretzels with cream cheese oh, yeah. like just the pretzel rods or pretzel sticks oh, yeah. or sourdough pretzels oh yeah bring out the cream cheese that's a good snack yeah i think we're just hungry now yeah i'm fucking hungry i'm on like day six of uh some sort of pseudo diet so everything makes me hungry um kevin i bet, I bet that steak hit though oh yeah 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 big time big time yeah i mean listen if you're trying to eat good and you just uh, you know just eat a big ass steak that's healthy <laughs> that's I mean, it's better than uh, you know, big ass steaks are better not, than not for, the worst thing you can have. Well, that's what I'm saying. You go, I would, you know, maybe go for pizza or go for something like a little bit. Yeah, it's lean. You know, we're protein season, baby. Yeah, um, uh, we're getting ready for a brand new conference. You yeah, know? gotta for sure. gotta uh, gotta get lean and uh, you know make uh, make my way to the stage. Shoot steroids. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a big moment in my career, so I'm gonna come in ultra buff. <laughs> uh yeah no um thank you all um uh for listening and uh and uh yeah i i guess um i got nothing else here should we reach out to have a guest next week yeah we're still working on the 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 booking the booking job is a tough one uh if someone wants to to be our intern holler at us also oh i have a thought kevin our podcast is doing really well I think there is a way in which it could be doing better. Mm-hmm. And that's with people rate and review and leave a comment in the show on iTunes. I think that would help our numbers. Sure. And I'm not trying to get too crazy about the numbers and, you know, how we're performing in, in, in sort of uh, Great Britain or how we're performing in, you know, Kazakhstan and Latvia and Lithuania. But we, we see all you listen. We, you know, we see the numbers and we mm-hmm. see the countries that the show is being listened to. And it's pretty, it's pretty global, Kevin. We have a pretty global show. But I think if you guys could rate and review the show, we don't get a lot of ratings and we don't get a lot of reviews. So give us... Give us, give us, give us a five star review. Give us, a, give us, give us a high score. Mm-hmm. And if you do, we'll find it'll, it'll let us know. Yeah, we'll we'll find you either. We'll way. find you, and we'll shout you out on the show. We'll say thank you to so and so. So a little bit of a, you know. Yeah, maybe you write something funny. And yeah, write something. Write something funny, right? Yeah. So you know, Kevin and Alex, uh, two bozos, talk about packaging, and it could be a little bit better. You know, make fun of us, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> give us, give us, give give us your best reviews. Maybe don't make fun of us, but like. Write something funny, and uh, we will read it on the air. Uh, especially the listeners in New Zealand, Ireland, Norway, Brazil, China, South Korea, Australia, Canada, Latvia. Like I'm looking at the number. I'm looking at the charts. Yeah. I see where we perform well. That means someone, someone out there, is listening in in in, in a country very far away from us right now. Yeah, we're, and, we're worldwide, and we salute you, and we appreciate you, and we thank you, and we want more of you. So. Um, yeah, give us a rating, rate and review the show. Cool. Yeah. And, uh, oh, also, uh, people asked for, uh, YouTube. People were like, oh, yes, yes, please. YouTube. So okay. give us, give us a little bit of time. I know it's a little hard for us from an editing perspective, but maybe we'll just kind of chuck these fine. things up on there and see what happens. But see you guys next week.
Hit the block dressed in white with some baggage of bones, a pocket full of stones. Three G's they trying to lose these hoes. In the task, coming sick cause it's the first of the month. Fiends on my page, it's like I'm trying to take these fools to lunch. Going crazy in the ghettos, trying to kill me. My little homies lost his life. Y'all fools feel me. I pack a heat cause I'm paranoid at nighttime. Rust be pulling jacks, I'm in the hood, busting gangsta rhyme. And still gotta watch my back in the hood. G like spice, one safe. These fools living like the movie. Little kids get body, I mean my hood is rowdy I'm trying to make a dollar fifty cent before I'm up in Ali A call me Master P. I got it two for three. Call me if you need some deep. Me, and my little brother Silk, we be ballin'. Got this thing sold up from Texas to New Orleans. And cross the West Coast with fools. Get wicked. I'm in the game, hella deep. Tryna score a meal ticket. Breaking things off boulders. I mean, A1 soda. Duckin' a task and tryna hide from the roller. Ain't hangin' with troops, so this is my true clip. We true to this. True to the G A M E fool. We ain't new to this. In the hood, I got ice cream cones. And if you fiends wanna. Nothing for free, that's gonna cost you 20 balls For y'all ballers that one way, call me on the page yeah, I got half gallons of milk, fool, I got 31 flavor Mr. I-C-E-M-A-N-S on the scene You better have my fatty if you don't Mr. have my Me cash, I got to go to the grass and get mine. Fools be trying to check it, wreck it, but it's about that time. So who owe me? Pay me now, don't pay me later. Crooked alligators trying to scheme off the top. Well, they be like player haters. I got some two for three, four for five. Guys can rock for killers. I got two for three, four for fives on max and glocks. You can come and check my grip. You can come and check this. But I'm on them triple golden nine Skrilla Lex. Master P and the 500 SEL with a triple beam. You scream, I scream with them fiends screaming for ice cream. Master P, I'll call me the ice cream man.